Welcome to Politics Welcome Done Right. To- My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning to the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. We are going to have a great show for you today. As usual, we mean business. How's everybody doing? I trust that your week is going great. Folks, do remember that early voting is over, but you can vote on Saturday. And you know what? Let's let's show folks that we are engaged and get to vote on Saturday and make proper choices that will make Houston a better Houston. Before we get started, we go to the geniuses in our studios today. Good morning, Howard. Good morning, Jack. How's everybody doing this morning? And good morning, Ontario. Why? <laughs> hey, I just want to mention something here to you, Egberto. We have yes, a very valuable volunteer right here in Jack. Yes. Jack has uh, come to us and said, well, I want to do this. And then he started learning the board and learning how to switch things and how to do things. It's just incredible to watch him do what I used to do. And I was like, Jack, you're doing a great job. You really are. Thank you. I appreciate you. Yeah. Uh, well, before Jack, well, before Jack that. says his piece, may I say my piece as well? I love brother well, Jack, you know? Yeah. I, I love oh, brother yeah. Jack and, and I can't say how thankful I am for uh, brother Jack Van Beber to be driving in every morning, very early uh, to get this show going. And let me tell you even better. He makes a mean taco burrito i don't know exactly what it was that we had but we sat down at lake houston and had a wonderful breakfast and a great talk love the guy jack thank you for all you do brother you're very mm-hmm. welcome you're very i'm very honored to do this well that's good we appreciate you and he, he gets in before i do and starts wow. rigging up the tin cans and string every morning by the time i come in i'll have to do is sit down that's it so, Jack, we sure appreciate you, man. Well, I knew that when I got here, you were the guy that the shoulders of everything fell on. Oh, so yeah. my my idea was to be as much help to you as I could. And you do. So now go make me some coffee, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the wrong person there. <laughs> right. uh, you got some wisdom for us. I see you. Uh, Got your pad out here. Man, I mean, why is this up, Trump, man? Trump admits he'll be an authoritarian dictator if he's elected at a town hall meeting, even. Started to steal, steal your thunder, Egberto. That's because corporate business loves doing business with dictators because a dictator will oppress and tax the people, give sweetheart deals to the corporate int- interests so they can plunder the country's resources. Get ready, America. Look at your future being stolen from you for profit. Something stolen again? Them Grinches. I'm telling you what, they steal elections. They steal packages off of porches. Why buy it when you can steal it? (laughs) No, that's right. (laughs) Well, you know, I am sort of upset because I really thought as soon as you were done, Jack, that I was going to hear those rats. You know, that's what Howard always say. Those rats. You uh, didn't say it, Howard. Really, what's you're slipping, I was, Howard? I am. Those rats. Those grinches. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. 
Anyway, now man. We're up to a good start. Now we're up to a good start. That that just got my blood born. Look, we have a great guest as usual. We've been having Neil Aquino every every Thursday uh, in the mornings, and Neil uh, asked me this morning because the idea is, is as these elections were coming to local ones. Uh, I needed to get some more local stuff. And my brother here is one of our most local uh, with his democracy project. He really, really keeps engaged with the community as he gets things done here. And um, I said, you know, man, let's continue doing these these things that cover the local issues. So, Neil, thank you so kindly for being here. Welcome, Neil Aquino, uh, founder of the Democracy, uh, the Houston Democracy Project. How are you doing this morning, sir? Great. I'm 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 doing great this morning. Uh, good good morning, audience. Uh, good morning, callers to be at Birdo Studio. And thanks thanks for the privilege of, of having me on and hearing me. Well, look, I tell you, uh, it's invaluable. Now, here is what we need to know, Neil. Uh, and but well, welcome aboard, Melanie Keelan from Barcelona, Spain. Now, Howard, you see why I say welcome the world as well, my brother? Barcelona, Spain is in the house. Anyway, yeah, Neil, score me up on, on the election. Well, we're going to have our uh, municipal election, uh, election day on Saturday, this Saturday, the 9th. And on the ballot in Houston are the mayor, the controller. Four at-large seats, seats one, two, three, four, and then uh, the council races in uh, District G. That's the depressing Busby Mary Nan Huffman race. And then we have the uh, the Travis McGee, um, uh, Carolyn Evans Shabazz race, and then in District H, the Mario Castilla Cynthia Reyes Ravella race, which has had some some controversy this week about Cynthia Reyes Ravella's being associated with what, what appeared to be some homophobic um, uh, mailers out or texts out, which was disappointing. I, I, I've spoken to her. She's she's seemed like a good person, and 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 she surely lost her way with with this. And that's been a tight, um, tight, nasty race all along. I mean, it, my God, it's twenty twenty three. Uh, it, it just drives me crazy. I mean, we have all these issues. I mean, let people live, man. Look, I mean, it, it's funny. I don't know if you follow what occurred in Florida with the the, the um, chair of the Republican Party there. Uh, oh. Yeah, they, they they are always anti this, anti that. Turns out they were they are also a part of the people they so despise. It's it's sad. But anyhow, um, let me ask you, Neil. Well, you earlier Democrat. The- you know, Cynthia was a Democrat and is a Democrat, and I do I do get what you're saying. You know, those those moms for liberty they were they were just right. rank hypocrites. And um, but it's it's disappointing just to see someone someone who who seems seems decent but really 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 proceeded wrongly. Well, you know, uh, uh, back when I came to this country, I I had a whole lot that I had to change with my own prejudices, right? And but you do it. Uh, uh, after living in the country for decades, it's hard for one not to understand what it means to be an inclusive person. I don't particularly like the word tolerant. I like the word inclusive because tolerant right, seems like seem to mean, and I use it sometimes because it's sort of habit. But tolerant seems to me to mean, well, you're doing the wrong thing, but I'll tolerate you. While inclusive right. means I want to be around 
everybody. Anyway, uh, so you gave me some numbers earlier as far as how the voting uh, went on in the county. And uh, we, we are not quite sure what to draw from those populations, I mean, from those numbers. But there's one thing that I think you could do with those numbers and to remind folks in these areas that are not voting, hey, you guys are not participating. You guys need to be a bit more active and make and, and bring up your, your areas. Please go ahead and point that out. So the source of this um, is Charles Kuffner's Off the Cuff blog. So um, and what Charles has done, and I guess he does this traditionally at this point, he takes some more Republican precincts and he takes what, what might be determined as as uh, uh, heavily black precincts. Of course, those are always broad generalizations. Everyone everyone lives everywhere and, and, and people are not monolithic. But the um, the upshot of it is, is that the Republican turnout is is stronger. Uh, Kingwood, Freeman, Nottingham, and some other areas um, compared to uh, Acres Homes, Sunny Sunny uh, Side, Kashmir. Although turnup is up in in Sunny Side a little bit because that Travis McGee, Carolyn Evans Shabazz race, um, there's some bad blood there, and there were some stories about Councilwoman Shabazz um, going and sitting in the voting center, and she said, "Who me? Who? I was just sitting here. I wasn't wearing a t-shirt." Or anything, um, but it was it was her. It was her. She said she said they need she need to use the restroom, um, but uh -huh. but then she sat there apparently according to Channel Thirteen, and she said, "Oh no, I wasn't electioneering, but she was the recognizable." Mm -hmm. um, but those two, I think this is their uh, at least second go round. Uh, Travis McGee, Travis McGee, who's a great activist on HISD issues and and a real strong force in Sunnyside. Um, and so that race has had higher turnout, but that hasn't been met by higher turnout in other uh, areas that might be seen as stronger for the congresswoman or that helped uh, propel uh, Mayor Turner to his two victories. Yeah, I, 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 I think, you know, uh, I hate to say that I feel that the race is a foregone conclusion. I don't like to say that, especially when we still have more than uh, hopefully more than 50 percent of the vote to come in. But if, yeah. if that other 50% doesn't come in and start showing that they really care about this election, uh, the status quo will not be maintained, in fact. In fact, we have a right. good possibility of flipping the county. And the, it's funny that the, in, the incentive to flip the county would be because we have a very... Go ahead. No, the city flipping this. Flipping the city. I'm sorry, flipping the city. Just That's what, the election. Yeah. I thank you for, I mean, very important yeah. correction. Thank you for correcting me there. Um, that we are flipping the city because, again, uh, the fact that we have a moderate who is palatable uh, to Republicans coming in, that also means that at large seats are very much in danger because if the proportions are just right, uh, the at largest can suffer for that, especially since I'm in Kingwood and I've been flooded with cheat sheets mailers mm. that have yeah. that either have Whitmire at the top with a whole lot of other um republican at largest and let me let me explain this to people uh, it, that is a very good tactic the republicans have used if you have something that says vote for Whitmire and then it tells you vote for Sanchez and other republicans that are running what it shows is a technique that Somebody that's not very politically savvy picks it up, 
they see Whitmire and they see the other guys there. They look at it as a slate and that's how they vote. Because I, I, I tell you, I have a friend of mine that went into the voting booth and said, I didn't know half of the eight people that was on the ballot. So I yeah, simply yeah. did not vote for them because I did not want to make a mistake for, you know, in, in the vote. But there are many yeah, people me- who would make the mistake and vote <laughs> for the wrong person. Right. Let me let me speak to that for a minute, because that's super important. And, and, and our and our listeners um, and, and callers with questions about the municipal race, if, if that's what they want to talk about. Um, it's important because you can make a difference. So there were two hundred and forty eight thousand voters in the first round in the city. Uh, two hundred forty eight thousand people voted for mayor, but only one hundred ninety eight thousand roughly voted in the council races. So you've got a cruddy 17 percent turnout to begin with. Then a fifth of that 17 percent doesn't vote in the council races. And that's something. I mean, I had to shake, God bless everyone, I had to shake my head. And um, one, two, three, four, these council races, plus the controller's race, all involve a Republican against a Democrat. One, two, three, four council at large, controller, all involve. I'm not saying the Democrats are great shakes. I'm, I'm not a fan of Melanie Miles in one. I'm not a fan of Nick Hellyer in two, but I'm going to hold my nose and vote for them. I wish mm-hmm. that some of our elected officials, Democratic elected officials, um, who are supporting Whitmire, but don't seem to be able to endorse the full ticket. I wish that our elected officials were as mature uh, sometimes as the active uh, voter um, who, who comes out and votes the full slate. Um, but it's, it's important when you when you go to the polls or, or someone asks you um, or you initiate a conversation uh, with your workmate, your friend, your neighbor, your family, vote the whole thing and it's easy you know uh one it's on the uh, one two three four there's a democrat against a republican and the controller race and as we said last week i have a uh, my my last name is italian but i get all these spanish mailers or geared towards latino mailers um and they are i've gotten bilingual mailing from republicans none from democrats and they are really working it. Someone thinks it's worth the money to spend because there's a oh, lot of, of mail coming through. In a low turnout election, when you have these low turnout elections, that Houston is maybe 60-40 uh, blue means very little. Sharkula here, Stylus, welcome aboard. No, not a slow day, but we have to cover local politics. Uh, some, we have to do local <laughs> politics. I know we like the flashy other things with the booms, but we have to do the local politics. And guess what, Sharkula, you need to help us uh, with that. Make sure and call everybody up that you know, and please tell them, don't sit this election out. And this goes for everybody that's listening to my voice. Please go out there and tell your mother, your father, your brother, your cousin, your friends that they need to go out and vote on Saturday. They need to go out. And, and I think you can vote at any location now in Houston. Yeah. So anywhere you see yeah. those those stickers up or those banners out, please go out there and vote. You just have to have your driver's license number. I mean, your driver's license with you as one of your IDs. Or, or something as well. Please, please, please go out. Oh, Shakul, I know you're joking. I'm just playing with you too. I am joking too, girl. All right, let's see. Um, anyway, uh, so did you see that interview with uh, K- 
Kim Og with Mondrell, uh, uh, I think it's his name. I don't remember his name right now. Uh, the the report, reporter on Channel 11. I was so, so disappointed in that interview in wow. that with all that's going on with Kim Og in the county, it was like a, a, a play piece. Um, I, I did not say it. I'll, I'll be honest. Um, I saw that come across my way and I said, uh, I, I know he didn't press her on stuff and my, my blood pressure needed a break at that instant. Um, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't watch it. Um, and if you wish that the local, it's, it's just something we live in this giant city. Um, and this is the oldest complaint in the book, boy, if they, if they just focused on civics or just, just basic stuff, uh, as much as crime, we'd all be better well served. And I want to make a point, Daniel Cohen, um, of course, and you've had him on the show uh, consistently, is an, an architect. All these things, of course, are, are co-led by by active and committed people, but an architect of this, Daniel Cohen at Indivisible. And it's important to know about this Kim Og stuff. She keeps saying it's from her opponent, her primary opponent, and that just ain't so. Um, this, this, that, that, so what we're referencing is the resolution within the Democratic Party to admonish the Democratic incumbent district attorney, Kim Og, for uh, uh, going after Democrats, for not representing uh, things correctly. And that is fully pushed by local citizens, activists, active Democrats. And it's really important to make that point because we as rank and file active people have the ability to say to elected officials, that's enough. Um, that's enough. You can you can be called to account. You can be admonished. And I have watched some of the meetings. You have too, Egberto. And Kim Og sits on the Zoom meetings. She doesn't show her picture. Kim Og, mm-hmm. you know, like like mm-hmm. some wizard behind um, tent. And um, and she she brings her people on, and they stare intently into the screen. And um, but the people on these committees, these volunteers, have withstood that pressure and voted to proceed these admonishment this admonishment forward to what will be a December 12th decision when all the Democratic precinct chairs meet, um, I believe, at the University of Houston. And that's yeah, an open meeting. Is, yeah, that, this is going to that's going to be an interesting meeting. I'll be there. But anyhow, let's go ahead and go to Arnold. Come on in, Arnold. Line one. By the way, folks, you can give us a call at 713-526-5738. We are covering some local issues. We'll get into some national issues in a bit as well. It's 713-526-5738. Come on down. Arnold, how are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me on the airway, sir. Uh, so uh, what, did I, what I wanted to kind of bring up real quick uh, and ask, and I'll, I'll, I'll take it off the air uh, and see if you know about it, is that the, the refineries, uh, TTC, I think they were asking for a permit or something here recently. Uh-huh. I had got a little small mailer about it, and I don't know what came of it. I know. You know, uh, there was some type of meeting. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure it's done, 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 and gone. You might have more information on it. Uh, okay, let me then, let me ask you uh, to do. Arna, let, let me ask you to do me a favor because I am not aware of the mailer. Um, I don't know if Neil has something on it, but anytime you have things like that 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 need research or finding out, just take a a good a picture of it and send it to KPFT at Politics Done Right. Dot com because those are the things that we would like to make sure that you know we we have right. to cover so please if you, if sure, you have I it have with you for a permit right and uh i know uh juan 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 Paras, uh he's uh-huh. on one of the radio programs 
is with uh, KHAS, uh, I think is, is one of the organizations. Uh, talked about, uh, you know, the, the, the East End over there where all these refineries are. Like I said, yeah. they were asking for us to, I think, build more. Uh, the refinery that's kind of like right behind Chavez uh, and, and, and stuff like that. So uh, if you got any more information, thank you. Let me see if Neil has something for you. Neil, were you about to ask something? Well, I was going to ask, actually, if, if, if the caller lived in the Houston city limits or or because there is one other council race. But I will say this, that that name, Juan Paras, he he and um, he's done the work for years and years. The Houston, I don't know if he still does. them. he would do a toxic tour and you could ask and he would take you around and and give you the tour. And they're very sensitive. I remember I took a picture of a Chevron refinery from a city park and these security men uh, de- descended on me like I was uh, a wrongdoer. And um, so it would be interesting to know what that issue is. There is a there is a whole crew that fights. They've been fighting ship channel um, expansion, and mm-hmm. there's a whole crew of them over there. And it, it's great to hear them them noticed and still active. So it'd be great to know. I'm sorry, but I don't know the specifics though. Yeah. Now uh, we 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 lost uh, Arnold. I don't know if we we accidentally hung up or what. But if he if he needs to answer that, you can just drop me a line at kpft at politicsunright.com or call back in. Anyway, folks, the telephone number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Again, that number is seven one three five two six five seven three eight. As I, st- as I started the program today, I. Didn't come out and tell you what the program was going to be about. I just realized that we got into all this banter. So the title of the show today was Neil Aquino on runoff, which he's already done that segment. Trump to be a dictator. Uh, Ryan Grimm dings Ted Cruz, GOP sellout taxpayers. Those four items are what's scheduled to be spoken about today. Of course, likely we don't get to all of them. So you can always reach all the articles with the corresponding uh, data and videos, etc. by going to politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. Again, that is politicsdoneright.com slash newsletter. But right now, the media has finally jumped on the bandwagon and realized that our our former president, who is currently ahead in some polls, admits to wanting to be a dictator if he becomes president again. And suddenly, I mean, he's been saying all the dictatorship-like things that he intended to do For several months now, he said he was going to take over the media. He said he was going after all the people in the deep state, the deep state being our the federal government that our politicians have put into place. You know, I mean, he he has been completely dictatorial in the things he said he intended to do. So why is that a shock? I don't know. Why is it a shock? I don't know. So let's go ahead and play that. Uh, that piece, and then we'll take it on the other side. Let's go with that now. Whenever progressives are out there talking about Donald Trump or even the media <clears throat> stating that if he's elected again, he'll attempt to become a dictator. Now, I want to be <clears throat> I want to be frank here. Donald Trump can say that he wants to be a dictator as much as he wants to, but to be a dictator. In America, you need help. You need help of all your staff. You need help in Congress. You need help in the Senate. 
Well, it all depends on how the election goes, whether he will have that help, right? Whether he'll have that help in such a manner that also the military will conform to him. I'm not sure about that, but I do know that because most people follow the rules, there's a good possibility that when he gives executive orders, they will be executed, especially if all he brings are his yes men. So the question is, does he want to be a dictator? And it's clear he came right out and said it, even as Sean Hannity made every attempt to clean it up. He said, nah, I'm not listening to you, Sean. No, I'm going to be dictator on day one. Check this out, and then we'll take it on the other side. Former President Trump is also not denying he would rule as a dictator. This is in a Fox News interview with Sean Hannity last night. Let's watch. The media has been focused on this and attacking you under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Except what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill. That's not not, not retribution. I'm going to be... I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. So we shouldn't call that a news interview. That was basically an ally, a MAGA ally, and sometimes surrogate, uh, Sean Hannity, uh, trying to help Donald Trump out by getting him off of the dictator meme that Liz Cheney had, you know, just said in recent days as her book has come out, Phil. And Donald Trump wasn't having anything of it. Donald Trump, again, that is what he believes. Look at the autocrats that he revere. Uh, uh, the, the president of China, uh, the president of Turkey, the president of Hungary. Uh, he even spoke about, uh, at, at one time, Saddam Hussein. I mean, he really likes guys that really control it all. Erdogan, I think Erdogan, I mean, Erdogan, check out the people that he reveres. And once you check that out, you see exactly who he wants to be. You look at the folks that surround him, Kash Patel and all these other guys that really want to show their machismo and running stuff. That is the guys that he plans to bring into the fold. So is Donald Trump, does Donald Trump want to be a dictator? Well, listen to his words. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. Yes, Donald Trump does want to be a dictator. Yeah, folks, I mean, you know what is so funny about this entire thing? And it, it, uh, sadly, I don't mean funny. I mean sad. Sean Hun- Hannity was trying to spoon feed the man. Donald Trump, right. my brother. You don't want to be a dictator, right? Promise America right now. That's not what you want. Hey, Donald, you know your promises don't mean anything. So, hey, just go ahead and do it to get elected, man. Promise them that Sean Hannity is is begging him. Jimmy, I'm coming to you in a second. Sean Hannity is begging him, Neil. He's begging him to say the right thing. And he couldn't. Right. I'll I'll say two things to that. And then until we get to the caller, um, you referenced Cash Patel. He was on Steve Bannon's podcast, and he was talking very specifically about uh, prosecuting the press. They were specific as could be, and then just say to keep a keep our local angle. 
For example, uh, State Senator Paul Bettencourt has endorsed uh, John Whitmire. And there are all of these extremists. They are local. They are in office. They have endorsed John Whitmire. And then beyond that, they are here locally and they they support all of it. So it's 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 right here at home. I mean, it, it, it's like a cancer growing, you know, the cancer yeah, has the yeah. tentacles where it goes ahead and invades organ after organ after organ. So, yeah, folks, yeah. what what Trump is talking about is already local right here in our city, yeah, right sure. here in our county. Let's bring Jim into the fold. And folks, don't remember, 713-526-5738. Give us a call now. We are taking calls now. All lines, but Jimmy is available. Jimmy, talk to me, my brother. Hi, Bart. Uh, Donald Trump also said that he was going to get retribution. I know yes. Going after enemies. Mm-hmm. So that, that's a dangerous part right there. But I've got one more thing. I want to, uh, David Atwood, I believe is, was active at, with KPFT. He passed away mm-hmm. on November 22nd, but nobody knows anything about a funeral for him. He had six children. Does anybody at KPFT know his children and how we can get in touch with them? I'd like to have you maybe put that on the air before seven o'clock. Okay, folks, if anybody, David, that was a good friend of mine. And I had a, a tribute to him on the Monday after he passed uh, Jimmy. I don't know if you heard it, but I did a tribute to, uh, to our brother, uh, uh, Atwood here on my show. Uh, I don't know any of his kids. I just knew him and his wife. And um, sadly, they both passed this year. But yeah, you're you're correct, uh, Jimmy. If anybody uh, that's a, a participant with at with David Atwood can uh, come on to the program and call into the program, we'll get you on ear right away. Anything else you'd like to say, Jimmy? That's all. Yeah, I was concerned about trying to find David Atwood and a, and a funeral, and several other people don't know anything about a funeral for him or his wife. Wow. <laughs> anyway. Uh, you're doing, you're doing a good job, and I'm glad you're exposing uh, Trump's desires to be a dictator and to get retribution. So we need to stop that man before he gets in the White House again. Thank you. Thank you, Jimmy. But folks like you, we, we're going to get it done. I mean, uh, you're out there talking to your people, and we're all trying to talk to our spheres of influence to make sure that that doesn't happen. Thank you so kindly for your call, Jimmy. All right, folks, 713-526-5738. Again, the number is 713-526-5738. All but one line is available, so call now. Before we go to the next subject, call now so that we don't have to shorten the calls to you. Come on in, Bard. Hey, good morning. I was wanting to let Neil know that the Houston Chronicle has endorsed John Whitmire. Yeah, they sure have. Yeah, yeah. Along with uh, uh, Melier l- last year. <laughs> very, very much so. Go ahead. Uh, go ahead, Bart. Well, the other thing was uh, it's about Sheila. You know, uh, her staffer wore a wire and taped her how bad she is. That takes a lot of guts to do that. And then and then I, I don't remember the name she called what fat ass Jerome. He he's he killed himself. Did you know that, Neil? That's 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 a story. I mean that's that's out there. I, I uh, that could well be. That's the story that's out there. I can't confirm it. Is is there where 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 are you taking it? <laughs> well, I mean, uh 
Sheila's people don't like her. She's the most hated boss in Congress for the last 20 years. Nobody wants to work for her. But, uh, you know, let, let me just say, let's, let's be clear here, okay? I, I want to be clear. Bard, 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 Bard. I mean, if you would come here and say uh, specific policies, right? Uh, I'm not in a love contest with a, any any person. I told you why I am not voting for Whitmire. Not once did I say Whitmire doesn't treat people right. Not once did I say I can tell you things about Whitmire going off the, the rail and that sort of stuff. You've never heard me say that. The things that I talk about Whitmire or specific, I'm not barred. I'm not done. I made barred. I made you speak. I'm not done. Okay. Uh, I speak of the policy that affects us. I don't care about how Sheila deals with her, with her staff. I tell you something, someone of her staff screwed up, right? And, and sent out the wrong date for election recently. Uh, so maybe she needed to kind of get tight with her staff and say, what the hell is wrong with you at some point? But let me be, let me just tell you one thing. Uh, if you open closed doors on any politician or, or probably even on you, my brother Bard, I bet there are things that you have said, maybe things that you've said about me, maybe things that you've said about others, that in polite society, you would not want heard. So please, my brother Bard, let's talk policy. Let's talk about the policy differences between Sheila Jackson Lee and Whitmire. And I will bet my little finger that you could not tell me what are the policy differences between those two. What you likely see is one is a man, one is white, one is a black woman, and one is a woman and one is black. Because based on all the narrative that you, Mr. Bard, have given thus far, that seems to be the preeminent voice in your mind. So let me correct and state one thing categorically. If you're not going to be speaking, the policy differences between our Honorable uh, Congresswoman Sheila Jackson Lee and our Honorable uh, State Senator uh, Mr. Whitmer, please, let's not pollute the air with those types of stories, okay? Well, maybe flip it around, Roberto. Maybe Sheila Jackson Lee's staff released that date on purpose because of the way they've been again. Uh, Bard, Bard, again, Bard, again. And, and, we're and, talking, and. Bard. No, no, Bard. Okay, I'm going to stop this right now. And the reason I'm going to stop this line of discussion, if you want to talk policy. We can. We're not going to talk personalities. Let's talk policy. What's the policy difference between Sheila Jackson Lee and Whitmer that you think is uh, you you prefer? Which policy from Whitmer you prefer over a policy from Sheila? Please let me know. Well, the top two things are in Houston right now is crime. We have a huge crime problem, and. Sheila's going to raise taxes. The reason you okay. can't. All right. Well, hold on. Hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Because you've just yeah. lied to our public. You have just lied to our public. The, 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 the crime issue. And in fact, if you are basing what you're talking about on truth, you would you would hold Whitmire accountable for making the crime issue and fooling our public into believing the crime issue is more than it really is. In fact, crime in Houston is actually 
on the way down. Violent crime is on the way down. And let's go a bit further. If you take a look at the issues that really affect crime, if you really care about crime, you would look at the underlying issues that covers crime. And the Republican methodology for proof for covering crime has is proven to be much it's not it's proven to be bad. The methodology used by handling social issues to prevent crime has proven to reduce recidivism and all these type issues. So on all the policy issues that you're speaking about, the policies that Sheila supports are much more effective than the policies that John Whitmer supports. That's a statement of fact that I'm stating there. And if you can refute it, please attempt. I can refute it. The, you keep saying the crime's going down. It's been heading down for the last three years. Well, when's it going to happen? I mean, I know you live in Kingwood and it's safe over there. Bard, was, Bard, again, you made a false statement. Bard, Bard, you made a false statement again. If, if you admit that crime rates have been going down, you can't say then when is it happening? When is it going to happen? Those two statements are mutually exclusive. Anyway, let's go on to Harry Bard. We talk another day, sir. I mean, I, I like I, I want. Look, let me let me tell you this. I don't mind somebody disagreeing with me at all. In fact, it's a good thing that we can have a vibrant conversation. But if you're going to do so, you're not going to do so using right wing methodology because right wing methodology is not based on. Any, it's not based on any factual based information. Okay. So, and, and so Neil, before I go to Harry, do you want to add to that at all? And let me, let me just make uh, two really quick points about that. The, I keep getting mailers from these law enforcement packs. So Senator Whitmire keeps saying he doesn't say anything negative about his opponents. He lets the law enforcement packs do it too, for them. The, I keep getting these mailers also saying that uh, the congresswoman favors defunding the police. And actually, we should have conversations about how we fund the police. But we cannot, by state law, defund the police. We cannot, by state law, defund the police. State law says that municipalities cannot reduce police funding. And the other thing I would say, and this is really important to me and part of my Houston Democracy Project, and you can Google it, Houston Democracy Project. It's there with a daily blog. And one of the points I consistently am making is that there's no public safety without democracy. And so we pay 40% of our tax dollars in Houston to the police, and we still face the prospect of a right-wing suspension of our rights. So one of the things I want to use this platform and other platforms for is to expand the definition of, of public safety to include democracy. And I'll tell you, that's something that John Whitmire and his buddies sure seem weak on. No, I mean, I, I, can't, I couldn't restate that any better at all. So, folks, if you want to solve problems, you solve problems at the core. You don't let you don't let folks come in with, plat, with, with platitudes that feel good as they're telling you that we too often vote against our own interests by following the 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 the. the I, I, the ridiculous type. I mean, it, well, let's go to Harry because I want to make sure I'm measured. Harry, come on in, brother. Good morning, Alberto. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, Howard and Jack. And thank you, Neil, for educating Estonians and uh, the world nationally uh, about some of John Whitmire's um, ideology and his ideas, uh, what he uh 
thinks uh, should uh, be involved with um, Houston's politics locally. Anyway, I was wondering, Roberto, can you play, uh, uh, well, before I get into that, um, uh, as far as, um, um, uh, my train of thought is not as good this morning, but anyway, um, I was wondering, can you play that Mitt Romney speech that I've talked about on this show about Donald Trump being a fraud and a phony to kind of, to educate people and because um, uh, I think uh, there are a lot of people out there in the public probably haven't heard that speech that Mitt Romney did in his past. Or, you know, that's um, a that's yeah. a good idea. That's a very good idea. I think that's a very good idea, Harry. Uh, the good thing about it is I, I have a few times to do it. Uh, drop. I'm going to try to remember that. I don't have anything. I'm going to try to remember that. And I want to play that for real. That's a. I think I have it in my repertoire as well. So I'm going to look for that. Anyway, continue, my friend. Yeah, I think you should play it on this show, Politics Done Right. Play it on your 3 o'clock show. And maybe you should chat with Steve Hunter about it so he can play it on Utah. So people okay. can get hit in the head with that and know what Donald Trump is uh, about. If, uh, you know, these MAGA people need to be educated uh, uh, about that because, you know, he... It, you know, he's just a fraud and a phony. And um, the other, uh, uh, I'm just hoping uh, that, let's see, in March, isn't March when the January 6th trial starts? Yeah, the primary for the Repu- for the Democratic, well, actually for both parties, begin in March. Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah, I know the primary, but I'm talking about Donald Trump's trial for what he did on January 6th. Uh, the January 6th, the, the federal trial is scheduled to start in March. They're already starting to pick. They're they're already uh, juicing up the the um, jury pool. In fact, that has already started. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Well, we, let's hope and pray that Donald Trump will be held accountable for his crimes for that, and then, and then trying to defraud uh, the state. Of, uh, uh, I think he's uh, is that in April? I think that for the uh, Georgia uh, uh, defrauding of trying to uh, that defraud- one I don't know. That one I don't know. But anyway, Fra- Harry, I, I need to go to some other callers. So give me a closer so I can get to some other callers, brother. Okay, I'll just say this. If, like I've said before, if you want Sheila Jackson Lee, Sheila Jackson uh, Lee supporters, get out there and vote on Saturday, um, so you can have Sheila Jackson Lee if you, uh, uh, as your mayor if you uh, passionately uh, want her to be the next mayor of Houston. Thank you so kindly. Okay. Uh, thank you so kindly, Harry. Hey, well. Welcome aboard, AR, and welcome aboard, Eric Hayes. We have a, a, an active chat. Uh, Eric says, you don't solve problems by cussing out people and telling others they're worthless, and we know who has and does that. Is that what we did? Uh, a, a, look, let, let me first do this. I am, I am very, a, very, a person that wants to entertain everybody. So if somebody felt that I cussed them out, I don't ever do that. But if it came across that way... Please accept my forgiveness. But I don't think I did that. I don't. I, what I think I did is mm-hmm. made sure that somebody did not. Go ahead, uh, uh, Howard. It wasn't you. Okay. We're going back uh, to talking about what Sheila Jackson Lee's tape was about. The, oh, the, okay. Okay. So you okay. Don't, then you don't solve problems by doing that. You don't, no, you, you don't. don't correct employees by doing that. And I'm going to step out on a limb here and say, 
that's the internal workings of the office, but they will affect the external workings of the office. Yes. Yes. I got you, brother. All right. Let's go to Frank. Come on in, Frank. Uh, howdy, y'all. I um, just um, uh, came in to talk about the mayor's race a little bit more. Um, just this past week, uh, Kathy Whitmire, and if y'all are old enough to, to know how she did her administration, um, Kathy Whitmire was the mayor of Houston, I think, throughout the 80s. I believe she was elected to five Yes, terms. I remember her. She yes. Yes, she is actually the sister-in-law um, of uh, of John Whitmire, and uh, this past Monday, I believe, she endorsed Sheila Jackson Lee. Um, oh, oh, yeah. No, uh, if if you actually need to know somebody who knows John, the former mayor of Houston in the eighties just endorsed his opponent. I do not know why. Uh, that is, uh, I just know that she has. So let's get, but let's get back. Instead of talking about who we're voting against, let's talk about who we're voting for and why. Um, Sheila Jackson Lee, throughout her tenure in Congress, again, and I've said this before, but I'll say this again for the runoff. She's gotten billions of dollars in uh, in funding for Houston, and um, she got us the rail line. When my car broke down, uh, I depended on the rail line. If it hadn't been for that, I'd be spending a car note on Ubers, if not worse. Um, and uh, she got us the uh, the funding for the Harris Health System, uh, the Gold Card, uh, which provides uh, virtually free health care uh, for thousands of uh, Houstonians. Just with that one move, uh, Congresswoman Hugh Jackson Lee has saved thousands of Houston lives. So, if you want to talk about uh, the inner workings, it's it's common knowledge on Capitol Hill that she has the fourth highest turnaround. Um, of uh, of uh, congressional aides, yeah, she's hard to work for, but she's gotten results. And if you actually, if you know somebody who's needed the gold card to get to get free medication or free healthcare, and I do, I know people who would be dead uh, now if uh, if they hadn't gotten what she got us. Um, then you need to do your duty and get her as mayor because there's a whole lot more work she needs to be doing for us. All right. That's about all I got today. Have a good one. Thank you very much for your uh, thank you for your uh, for your statement, Frank. Let's go ahead and go to Peter. Come on in, Peter. Good morning, Egberto. Thank you so much for taking my call this morning. You doing all right? Yes. Today? Yes, sir. How are you doing? Outstanding. And, you know, thanks for taking my call again. And I would just love to make a couple of quick points just on the, the mayor's race. So we hear, of course, you know, to speak on crime and I know that's important, but it seems like it's just a talking point. Of course, crime is, uh, you know, we have this uh, problem with the guns. And so I would probably just ask a police officer as far as, you know, what what's a good solution there. But honestly, what I'm an activist on is the environment. And don't really, really hear a lot of talk about a coal-fired power plant. Actually, right in our backyard, Egberto, it's the parish coal-fired power plant. It's in Richmond, Texas, and part of Houston proper. And it belches out hundreds of thousands of pounds of sulfur dioxide every year. And there is a solution. That's what I'm working towards. You know, I'm a candidate for U.S. House, Texas District 2, and I'm a voice of reason for the environment. So what do you know about the you know, our problems with this uh, coal-fired power plant? Because I've got some solutions I'd love to pitch. Okay. Uh, I don't. For, I, I have to admit that I don't know about the coal-fired plant in Richmond, Texas, and uh, I am glad that you have solutions. Let's uh, do the solutions, et cetera, on another day when we're sort of talking that issue. So could you make your second point for me, my friend? 
Yeah, just it's a five thousand acre site, and we we can do we can be doing renewable energy there. Of course, coal is being uh, phased out. There's gas as an alternative. Uh, I was working on a plan. It's called Farms to Forest Initiative and uh, College of Environmental Sciences and Forestry, where I went to college. So it's um, basically mitigates the soil around the, the coal-fired power mm-hmm. plant because there's not farms around that area and, and they're not um, viable anymore to grow crops because of the uh, mercury, this, the different lead, right. the different. So, so basically, we plant a hybrid willow that grows in two years. It mitigates the soil, and then after two years, we actually use that to run the coal-fired power plant. So that's one of the biofuels. So it's biofuel. It's uh, sustainable, and so that's my plan because without a plan, we're planning to fail and. That's really what I wanted to say. Hey, well, actually, you know, uh, you know, you got to, I got to get, I got to go to the other caller, Peter, but I want, I want to hear something about that using the bad land to grow the the grass that you're going to, I mean, that's an interesting concept. We need to talk about that some other time. Anyway, uh, thank you for calling, Peter. Let's go to Augie. Come on in, Augie. Talk to me. Uh, Good morning, KPMT geniuses in the world. Um, Yeah. You're right. Uh, instead of talking personalities, let's talk about policy. Mm-hmm. And in the Bible, the New Testament, it says action speaks louder than words. Words won't hurt you, but uh, their actions will. Uh, if you don't like to be talked bad to, uh, go go in Army basic training or Marine basic training, see how they <laughs> talk to you there. Yeah. And uh, when I was the tech, I had an old school uh, guy. Uh, train me and uh he didn't use polite words <laughs> and uh he used all kinds of language at me and uh eventually when the racist kicked me off my job he said he didn't want any mexicans working for him i was a rookie uh so the day i was leaving this guy who had talked bad to me he wanted to shake my hands he said he knew he talked bad to me and all kinds of stuff and i never returned uh uh, and like, like he talked to me. So he said he stopped drinking. He started being a family man. He started being a, going back to church. So yeah, you know, talk is one thing, but action is something separate. So just thought of throw that in there. And that's a good concept. Look, it, it's good if, to be, it, it doesn't hurt to be nice, Augie. You know, when, when Howard says that, uh, the, the outward can have external implications, the fact of the matter that, uh, that is playing a role in Sheila Jackson's race right now, I think proves Howard's point, right? In other words, that is, uh, yeah. if some people decided not to vote for her because they found out how she runs the office internally, you know, uh, it, it corroborates exactly what Howard just says. You know, it, it works on the outside as well. But as far when we talk policy and solar policy, which is what the purpose here, and I think that's what uh, uh, Neil would agree to as well. Uh, you know, the, the the policies couldn't be more different, and people need to learn the policies. And you know, we can talk about the other externalities uh, at some time, but we got to talk the policy. Augie, I got some other calls I got to run to. So look, thank you for your yeah. smart words as usual, my brother. Okay, thanks. Bye bye. All right, let's go to Joni. Come on in, Joni. Hi, good morning. Good morning. I just want to probably, uh, this has probably already been said, but it bears repeating. Um, So if Sheila Jackson Lee were a man, I don't agree with with what she did, but Mm -hmm. if she had had been a man, she would be 
you know, receiving accolades from many people as a strong leader. If we heard this same thing from Donald Trump for to one of his staffers, and I think we probably have. We um, have. Be lot, we, then they would be lauding him as a strong leader. That's what he has to do to take care of business. So, you know, it, it, it's, it's a double standard, as, as we know happens. But Joni, I just wanted to make that point. And I, no, Joni, please stop, stay with me. Give me, give me 30 seconds, Joni. Yeah. Let, let me tell you, I, I want to thank you for calling here, being the voice of reason from a woman, of course. Uh, and it, it's important what you just said, more important than you know, because the person that's trying to be president, Donald Trump right now, has done orders of magnitude more. And the, the, the same brother, the caller who called, he's a strong supporter of the guy. So think about that. And that did that didn't matter there. So you just made a state you made a statement of fact, Joni. Thank you so kindly for calling. You're welcome. Thank you so much for what you do. Bye-bye. Thank you, ma'am. All right, let's go to Alistair. Come on in my sister Alistair from Conroe. How are you doing, beautiful? Hey, hey, good morning. I'm good. I'm good. I just had to pipe in that when you have such a when your job is to care for so many people and you have to have a high bar set for your staff and they don't meet those expectations, do you not expect those employees to be reprimanded when they fall very short at times? I just, I mean, in defense of Sheila Jackson Lee and being a hard boss, I've had hard bosses. They have helped me grow as an individual. They have helped me see where I have not done as good as I could have. And some of these people that are whining about, she hurt my feelings because she said this to me. Well, when you, when, uh, isn't it like biblical, I think, where you have, you know, when you have a lot, a lot is expected of you. And as far as delegating, Mm -hmm. you know, she does a great job delegating. And like the caller before said, with Sheila Jackson, they getting the gold card for Houstonians and getting the rails for Houstonians. And that was at the federal level. Imagine what she can do with her boots on the ground in Houston. This is coming from someone in Montgomery County who isn't even affected directly by a lot of the things that Sheila Jackson Lee has done for Houstonia. And I see it. No, so, I want to, I, I want to break in and just idea. say, I just want to break in and say, thank you women uh, callers for always being able to give a, a necessary perspective and, and put in the conversation many times where the conversation okay. needs to go. Uh, that's uh, Hey, women, I need more women callers to tame all this testosterone down, ladies. You know, but but look, um, <laughs> anyway, Alistair, thank you so kindly for your call, my sister. Absolutely. Y'all stay safe and blessed and vote for Sheila Jackson Lee. Houston. Thank you for the call. Uh, let's see, Neil, your comments before I go to Brian. Right. I, uh, so many of the people criticizing Sheila Jackson Lee are people who celebrate aggression. So there, there sure is a lot of hypocrisy. The Houston Democracy Project, that's my project. The Houston Democracy Project, you can Google it. 
Election day is Saturday, December 9th. Vote down the full ticket. Talk to the people you know. Say, hey, vote the full slate. Look it up. All right, uh, Brian, real quick, come on in. Yeah, you got to make sure you go out and vote today, not not Saturday. You got to go out and vote today, right? No, today actually, that was, that was one of her bad staffers who sent out a mailer that gave that implication. Maybe they need her to kind of rough them up a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. I mean, if she did that, I mean, I mean, she she probably fired him, right? Or her, whoever it was. I don't know, Brian. I don't know. But anyway, Brian, uh, you, you took your time to do that. So uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. I got to go to Howard. Howard, come on in. Okay, Brian, thank you for calling in. Uh, I've got to disagree with your one of your callers here. Mm-hmm. Personal attacks on someone are not helpful. Yes, I've had hard bosses before, but they didn't cross that line. But you cross a line when you go to a personal attack saying, you stupid fat ass. That's just not acceptable. That's not leadership. So that's my that's my two cents. Jack, what you got? Well, for the crime issue, harm reduction is the answer. Let's find out why these people aren't getting their needs met and have to resort to crime or choose to resort to crime. Justice, the justice system needs to be changed from a punishment system to a restitution system. Thank you very much for that, Jack. I I just want to uh, come back to Brother Howard with one quite thing. We are all allowed to make mistakes. Sometimes we go overboard. And I think that is what uh, Alistair was trying to uh, illustrate. You know, hey, let's not judge women different than we do men. You are correct on that fact, though, Howard. My name is Igbert. Oh, wait. I want to thank El Brother Neil Aquino from the Houston Democracy Project from B for being here with us. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right, and you guys know how I end this, baby. I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.